Welcome to the LFC podcast, where our mission is to make, deploy, and multiply mature and equipped Christ followers. We're so glad you've tuned in, and we believe that God will speak to you today as you listen to this message. It's a great day in the house of God, isn't it? Baptisms, powerful worship, and we got a word. And can I tell you, I got to tell you something. This word, this is a word that has been, uh, God has just been stirring up, uh, stirring up. And it's, it's, been, it's been being baked a little bit, you know, putting some ingredients here and there. And it's being baked and it's ready. It's fresh. This is a fresh word from God today. And I'll tell you what, um, this week, this week, there was some serious, just spiritual attack because the enemy does not want this word to be spoken today. But man, it's gonna get spoken. It's gonna get spoken today. Who, who, who takes notes? Anyone takes notes? Oh yeah, that's awesome, awesome. Well listen, if you're taking notes, you can title this message, Woke. Someone say Woke. Woke. According to bustle.com, the term woke, it goes back to as early as 2016, and its meaning, it's been twisted over the years. You guys know what I'm talking about. You guys have heard this word, woke. Twitter urges you to hashtag stay woke about everything from conspiracy theories to dating red flags. You can take jokey quizzes on Facebook to test just how woke you are, right? Fox News commentators bemoan wokeness in the same way they deride being politically correct. As people's relationship with this word, woke, as it, it, it remains in flux, it's, it's very important to periodically check in with how it's being used to make sure you're actually saying what you mean to say. I don't know about you, but that's a lot of confusing. That's confusing to me. But there's one thing that I do know is that confusion does not come from God. Confusion doesn't come from God. Aren't you glad that God's word is clear? It gives clear instruction. It gives divine direction and specific calls to action. That's God's word. Here's how clear God's word is. If you're not awake, you're asleep. If you're not awake, you're asleep. That's as clear as it can get, right? God is saying to us today, Wake up, sleeper. Wake up, sleeper. Get up, rise up, stand up. Because the day is dark. It's dark. The world is evil. The days are evil. You can't even watch a, a, a fixer-upper show without there being a commercial that pops up where two women are going on vacation and kissing each other. We know it. It's all around us, we see it, it's everywhere. It's all around us. 
And you know what, I, I, I think now that I'm a dad, I'm just, I'm so much more aware. I, I'm so much more aware. I got like dad glasses on now or something. Like I can, I can see things now. You know what I'm talking about? I'm so much more aware now, but the, the truth is that the world is after our children. The world is after our kids. When we were kids, we watched a lot of Disney. Anyone else? Yeah. We watched a lot of Disney, and it was once known to be a family-oriented thing, right, with good morals. But even when I was a kid, folks on the right were already trying to call attention to the dangers of Disney. Even when I was a kid, church groups, they would boycott gay days. And, and, and they, they would alert, they would alert everyone, one another that, oh, there, there's, a, there's a cloud of bugs in the Lion King and it pops, it pops up real quick and it spells out the word sex. What? In much of the world, many good conservative parents included laughed. Right? But the the truth is that they've been quietly ushering in this woke new world by reprogramming children's conceptions of what is normal. It's been happening for decades. And they've only come out of the closet th so thoroughly now because they sense that total victory is so near. You don't believe me? Ask this guy. Let's jump into the word of God, can we? Yes. Ephesians 5, and we're going to hang out here in Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 3 through 5, it says this. Among you, but among you, there must not even be a hint of sexual immorality. I, I, I want to pause here. Because we read this way too fast. We read this way too fast. We, we feel like we can get away with some stuff because the word says sexual immorality. And you might be thinking, oh, I'm, I'm cool living how I'm living because this word sexual immorality is not specific enough, Right? It's not specific enough. Can I just tell you what sexual immorality is? The Bible is saying here, there, there must not be a hint. What's a hint? Not even a little bit. No, not even a little bit of sexual immorality. Pornography. Homosexuality. Sex outside of marriage. That means if you're having sex with somebody and you are not married to them, God says, no, 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 not even a hint. Our TV shows are full of it, full of it. And, and the Bible says not even a little bit. Oh, it's, okay. it's, it's this quick. It's this, we'll just fast forward through it. Who said that? I have. Not even a hint of this. 
Let's move on. Not even a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity. No impurity or of greed. Why? Because these are improper for God's holy people. Christ, the word of God is so clear, so clear. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking. Don't be telling dirty jokes. Some of us have a nasty mouth, have a nasty vocabulary. God does not like it. God doesn't like it. The sexual innuendos, the jokes, God does not think that they are funny. God says, no, no, it's out of place. It's out of place. But rather, speak with thanksgiving. Speak with thanksgiving. Jeez, pastor, you're being a little insensitive today. You might want to chill. Just take it down a notch, right? No, 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 I, I, I can't. I can't, please, please hear my heart. Hear my heart this morning. I love you so much that I have to preach this word to you. I love you so much that you need to hear this word. Because look, look at this next verse. It says, for of you, for, for of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure or greedy person, such a person as an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Dear Jesus, 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 none of these has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. The kingdom of Christ, that's Jesus Christ. That's God our Father, both male and yet woke church. You know what they're singing? She loves us. Oh, how she loves us. They love us. Dear God. James Vernon McGee doesn't play in his commentary on this passage, he states this. He says, if you can get into sin and not be troubled or bothered by it, you are not a child of God. Friends, this is so real. This is so real. Dear God, listen, I have good news. I have good news for you today. The good news is if, the, if, if there is conviction in your heart, you can rise. You can wake up. You can go to your father. You can confess your sin. You can repent. And guess what? He will forgive you. He will. As we look at this passage in Ephesians chapter five, we look at this, we need to understand that Paul he is not writing to unbelievers. He's not writing this to unbelievers. He's not writing this to unchurched 
people. He is writing this to the church. The church of Ephesus. Ephesus, it was a huge city. And it was the epicenter of worship of Greek and Roman gods. But Paul, someone say Paul. Paul, the man of God, Paul, he landed there. He landed in this, in this place of worship of Greek and Roman gods and people came to know Jesus. The church was founded. Right smack dab in the middle of darkness, God loves people so much that he sent light into the darkness. He sent light. Paul, he's making it so clear. He's making it so clear that there is darkness everywhere. There is darkness all around us. And as a believer, there can't even be a hint. There can't be a hint. Otherwise, we'll be lulled to sleep. What do we know about sleep? What do we, what do we know about darkness and sleep? Okay. Darkness enables us to sleep. Right? Darkness enables us to sleep. I don't know about you, but I can't sleep when it's light outside. I can't. I need it to be dark. I need it to be dark in my room. It helps me sleep at night. I remember when, when, when Lottie was first born, we, we hung up some, some shades in her room, some curtains that would block out the sunlight because she had to take naps during the day. It needed to be dark, right? So it, darkness, it helps us fall asleep, right? And I, it, it, honestly, it takes me back because when, when she was first born, that first week, man, I remember... It was dark outside, but she wasn't falling asleep. I remember I was holding, I was holding my baby in my, on my chest, and I'm just like rocking in the corner. Okay. Praying, God, God, please let the sun come up. Please, please, Lord. Right? Darkness enables us to fall asleep. <laughs> Here's the thing about sleep. Yeah, this is good. Here's the thing about sleep. We can speak when we are asleep. This is about to preach. We can speak when we are asleep. A wife just bumped her husband and was like, you talk in your sleep all the time, right? You can sleep, you can speak when you're asleep. You know what else? We can hear when we're asleep. Apparently the other week, I had a full-on conversation with Danielle and I was sleeping. <laughs> we can hear, we can walk when we're asleep. We can walk. We can sing when we are asleep. We can think when we are asleep. So, so hold on. You're telling me, you can be asleep and not even know it. You can be asleep and not even know it. I had a problem when I was a kid, okay? Just one. Just one problem. And um, I slept walked a lot. 
I would sleepwalk. Any other sleepwalkers? Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll have a sleepwalker meeting after church. Not really. Don't come. I won't be there. But we, I, I, was, I was a sleepwalker. I was walking my sleep, right? And you got to understand, this story was, has just been told to me, right? I was asleep. I, I don't know. I didn't know what was happening. Anyway, one night, I was sleepwalking, and I, I was I was sleeping and I was walking into my parents' bedroom and they were sound asleep and they were kind of startled. You know, the door opens when they're sound asleep, right? And, and they're like, oh, it's, it's just Christian there. He, and and I'm, I'm, I'm sound asleep, I'm walking and there's a, there's a laundry basket in the corner. And I walked over to the laundry basket and I went potty in the laundry basket. <laughs> this could this might not be true. I don't know. It's true. I was asleep. I go potty in the laundry basket, right? And my dad he said, he said, Christian, flush the toilet. Don't forget to flush. And I was like, right? <laughs> <laughs> you can be asleep and not even know it. Oh, man. Oh, man. But Ephesians 5 verse 14 says, this is why it is said, wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Wake up. Wake up. This verse, it's talking about the idea of walking in darkness and it's being equated with being asleep. It's saying it's the same. Being asleep, being unaware, being drowsy, being inactive, blind. My mom used to say nothing good happens after midnight. All the mamas say, "Mm mm-hmm, it's true. Right? Spurgeon puts it like this. The sleepiness in the Christian is exceedingly dangerous because he can do a great deal while he is asleep that will make him look as if he were quite awake. How much longer will we waste our time Until when are we going to go against what the Holy Spirit tells us? How long will we ignore what is being preached in the pulpits? How long are we going to want to be part of this world that we don't belong to? Until when are we going to hide? How much longer are we going to let our ego decide what we have to do? How long will we be taken by what society declares to be right? How much longer will we think that just going to church on Sunday is the same thing as being saved? Jesus says today, wake up sleeper. Wake up sleeper, rise from the dead and I will shine on you. God is calling us to wake up to the reality of all that he's created us for. 
Come on, he's called us out of darkness and into his glorious light. Have you fallen asleep? Have you fallen asleep? Have you done things that you can't, you feel like you can't come back from? Have you fallen asleep? There's a guy in Acts chapter 20, his name is Eutychus. Someone say Eutychus. Eutychus, and while the apostle Paul, remember Paul, man of God, he was preaching. This man named Eutychus, he was in the third balcony. And he was, he was sitting on a window, right? So he's, he's sitting in the windowsill, leaning back, and he's got one foot hanging outside, and he's got one foot in the church, and he, you know, he's, he's just chilling up there. He's, he's laying back up in the balcony, and he fell asleep while the apostle Paul was preaching. And you know what happened? He fell. He fell out of the church. He fell three stories. And everyone, they, they, they run out and they're like, he's dead. He's dead. And they sent ushers out to scrape up his body and to go bury him. But I love this story of the apostle Paul. The Bible said the, the, that Paul, he was preaching. He left the church service where he was preaching and he ran to Eutychus. You know why this man's name was Eutychus? Because you'd cuss too if you fell out a window. Good gracious. Eutychus. Eutychus. He fell asleep. And he fell. He fell off the window. He was dead. He was taken for dead. His life was over. He was in church. Serves him well. He shouldn't have been half in and half out. He knew better. He knew better. But God in his great mercy makes all things new. Someone say amen. He's reminding us today that we don't have to be dead in our transgressions. We can wake up. We can wake up. And I love this. The Bible says that Paul... He's preaching and he goes out to Eutychus, dead on the ground. And it, the Bible says that Paul fell on him. He fell on him. A guy who was in church, but he fell out. A guy who was on the worship team, but he fell asleep. He fell out. The guy who had it all together, he's doing amazing things. He had a heart for God, but he fell out of the church and he fell into the world. But I love this. Paul ran out to him and he fell on him and he held him in his arms and he said these words. He said, there's still life in him. There's still life in him. The light invaded the darkness. That's the hope that I have for us this morning. There's been more than a hint there's been more than a hint. You've engaged and you've indulged in things on the list that we read. Some of you fallen, some of you did it. Some of you me messed up, but the Lord has sent me to tell you to wake up this morning. There's still life to be had in Jesus. It's abundant life. Now some of you noticed right away, 
uh, some of you, it took a few minutes. Some of you have not even noticed, but, but the lights in this room have been getting dark since I first started preaching. Go ahead, turn them up to 100. <laughs> you see, church, if we're not careful, we can drift from light to dark without even noticing. The enemy's tactics can be subtle. Might not even notice, and this is exactly the danger that Paul is talking about with being sleepers. When I was a teenager, I could sleep. Anyone else? I could sleep. I knew how to sleep. All the teenagers, you, know, you guys know how to sleep? I could sleep, man, but I would... I would set alarm after alarm after alarm and I'd hit snooze and snooze and snooze. Anyone else? Some people do it still today, right? <laughs> it got so bad that my dad would come in our rooms um, with his trumpet. <laughs> right? He'd bust in the door. And we would wake up. Ah, are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, remember, oh my gosh, it happened, true story. But listen, really quick, I have five alarms, five alarms that you need to set to wake up, okay? Five alarms, the first one is this. The first alarm to set is set the wise alarm. Set the wise alarm. We're just gonna look, we're, we're just following this passage of scripture. It's all right there, guys. Verse 15, it says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. We are, we're not called to just be Christians. We're called to be imitators of Christ. Be wise. Poke your neighbor and say, set the wise alarm. Set the wise alarm. The second alarm that you need to set is, set the don't be a fool alarm. Don't be a full alarm, right? It's all right here. Verse 17, it says, therefore do not be what? Foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. We're not, we're not only called to live, but to live a life surrendered completely to the will of God, right? Set the don't be a full alarm. The third alarm that you need to set, set the Holy Spirit alarm. Set the Holy Spirit alarm. Verse 18, look at this. It says, don't get drunk on wine. It leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Teach your soul to always be thirsty and to be satisfied with nothing less than being filled and full of the Holy Spirit. That is fun. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. The fourth alarm that you have got to set, set the worship alarm. Set the worship alarm. Guys, it's all in the scripture. Verse 19, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Pastor Lucas said it today. We're not called to be mere worshipers, but those who worship in spirit and in truth. Yes. Set the worship alarm. 
Listen, when you come into church on Sunday, don't stand there during worship like this. Just ah, pull those babies out and lift them up to Jesus. Come on. Set the worship alarm. Oh, that's not how I worship. That's another word for another day. Set the worship alarm. Set the give thanks alarm. The give thanks alarm. Verse 20, always giving thanks to God, the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. True Christ-centered gratitude fits every situation in life. Even the desperate times. Even the difficult times when there's when there are no answers, when you give thanks to God, it gives you hope. He gives you hope. Gratitude is a hard-fought, grace-infused biblical lifestyle, and it's a transforming power, and it's reserved for those who know and acknowledge Jesus as Lord. Set the give thanks alarm. Family, it's time. It's time for us to live the way that God wants us to live, not the way that the world says that it's okay to live. You might even be sitting here in your chair right now, and the Holy Spirit has been convicting you about some things that you need to get rid of in your house. It could be big or small. Can I tell you, God looks at it the same. It can be big or small. And you might, even, you might be thinking, oh man, I got I to gotta get rid of this. I got I to gotta get rid of that. Where's the fun in life going to be now? Can I tell you, God is not a killjoy. God's not a killjoy. He is the real joy. He is joy. He's bringing you to real joy, not just happiness for a minute, not just a couple good years, not just a lot of fun that you had on a Friday night after you swipe right on Tinder. He is joy. He's joy in my life, life everlasting. Lloyd Ogilvie, he used to, Tell a story about a father and a son who would pray, pray a, a prayer before bedtime. And they would, they would pray this prayer together. And the little boy would pray out. He would say, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray my Lord. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And if I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. You've heard it, right? One night the little boy prayed. Now lay me down to sleep, or excuse me, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep, and if I wake before I die. And he stopped and he said, oh, dad, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I messed it up, and the dad said, no, 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 you didn't mess up. You didn't mess it up at all. You prayed the most profound prayer that anyone can pray. If I wake before I die. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to wake up. Thanks again for joining us today. 
If you desire to grow deeper in your faith, we want to help you. Text the word GROW to 419-495-6802. To check out all of our upcoming events, head over to limafirst.church and click the events tab. Lastly, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any future messages. Be blessed.